right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the best breakup ever. I'm Emily. I'm Ryan. I'm ready. (laughs) And we're here today with our amazing guest, Jamie Simpkins. And Jamie, yay. Jamie's a breakup coach. She's a licensed therapist. And her mission is to help women rescue their broken hearts and fall in love with their lives. In her Heartbreak Hackers podcast, she shares science-backed strategies and tips from her personal experience for getting over a breakup. And we are super excited to have her here today because... Welcome. Yeah, welcome. We had no idea breakup coaches existed. So (laughs) we were so psyched to meet you. This is such a cool idea. I was like, what? A breakup coach? Where was she earlier? Right. We can I, ask myself you. This, I asked myself the same question when I was <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I have a question for you before we get started on our podcast. Sorry to interrupt him, uh, Remy. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I had the question I have for you, since a lot of us don't really know what exactly a breakup coach is, can you explain to us what it is? Exactly. Absolutely. And thank you both. I thank the three of you for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. That was an awesome introduction. I wouldn't add anything to it. um, (laughs) I I, I have a little bit of a leg up because I was telling uh, before we recorded that I mainlined about four episodes today while I was on a walk. So I feel like I know you guys and I feel like we've hung out before. (laughs) I love it. We're best friends already. So. (laughs) To answer your question, um, a breakup coach, I can only speak for myself. I help people uh, get over their breakups. Uh, And for me, it's really more, it's about more than your breakup. It's about the rest of your life. Um, And so, you know, rebuilding your life, making meaning and getting back, getting back out there. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Wow. See, I had no idea. People, I like, I don't know. I've never heard of it back in my day when I was dating and all that stuff. Um, And he'll never need your services again. But (laughs) no offense. (laughs) That's the hope, right? Yeah, Yeah, no, I, um, when I was was going through it, I, um, I sat at my kitchen table, you know, crying and heartbroken and wishing there was a breakup coach. I actually Googled breakup coach. And at that time there wasn't anything because I was so, I was at that point that I honestly, if you had just told me what to do every step, I would have done it. I was so sick of being in so much pain, you know, and hurting. Um, so I became a breakup coach. So no one ever had to suffer again on my watch. And does it stem from like life coaching and that sort of realm of counseling? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays there's a coach for everything, but, um, you know, as you said in your introduction, I am a psychotherapist. I do have a private practice in psychotherapy, but I am pivoting more towards coaching just to be more aligned with who I am, you know, as a person. So I would say life coaching, absolutely. It falls under that umbrella. So essentially you're like the breakup coach's version of Batman. (laughs) <laughs> Batman is my favorite superhero so I'll totally take that rock on rock on you're in good company DC yes. folks over here in yes yes um, if I had my screen on you'd see a giant five by ten foot banner of the Joker it's awesome oh my gosh that's yeah. great yep. yep and a ton of Joker tattoos on him as well so we'll have to we'll pin those we'll we'll put those out on Twitter so people can see we'll need pictures of your tattoos there Sam love that um so 
I do have, I have a question. I saw online um, that you have breakup 911 training and you have the breakup shakeup chorus. Right. Yeah. And so those are, tell us a bit about those. Absolutely. Those are, so breakup 911 is a free resource. Um, I sort of call it first aid for your breakup. So it's a sort of free little kind of emergency manual that you can download and some things that you can put into practice right away. Um, hence the word 911. And, um, and then the breakup shakeup is a longer course. Uh, we're actually uh, enrolling soon in June where you get to work with me personally in a small group setting. Um, and then oh, at, cool. the, at the end, we're having a retreat in Miami. So I say nice. that I'm, I take you from the bathroom floor to the dance floor. So crying <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the dance floor because I love dancing and my logo is a disco ball. So awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. That's great. And I think having a community of other people going through the breakup as well is huge. That's a big help. Yeah. That's the biggest, I think the best thing that people, you know, like about it besides healing their broken hearts, they come away with like this community of, of other people and, um, you know, you're bonding around a trauma really. So, you know, nothing's going to bond you, you know, more than bonding over a trauma as we've probably learned in the pandemic right. and um, other things. Yeah. Misery does love company, right? It That's the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you, I mean, how did you get into breakup coaching? What was, I'm assuming it was, a, as you said, it's a breakup. Yeah, I was going to say like, you know, you, you said that you went through, uh, you know, enough breakups and you wanted to like change it, but that means that there had to be like, I doubt you broke up with five people at the same time. It was like, oh man, I can't do this anymore. I'm at, you know, so what was that breakup? What was the thing that clicked in your mind that said, Hey, I want to go from, you know, not crying on the bathroom floor to <laughs> making sure that this didn't happen to other people. What was that process like? Well, it's a bit of a journey. So the big breakup was about four and a half, five years ago where okay. I was, you know, Googling at my kitchen table. Is there a such thing as a breakup coach? Tell me what to do. I'll do anything to stop feeling this way. Aww. And, um, then I decided, you know what, your therapist and my trauma is my specialty is in trauma. So why don't you apply some of the stuff that you do for others? I started applying it to myself. And also I'm a neuroscience nerd. So I started studying the neuroscience and realized there is no correlation between the amount of time that passes from the breakup to the amount of pain you need to be in. Um, that old saying that time heals all wounds is actually a crock. That doesn't have to be true if you use your time properly. So once, once that kind of got stuck in my craw, I took that and run with it, ran with it and really um, realized I could make this into a, a package it up and share it with other people. You know, I wanted to kind of become a coach. Um, then, um, so I went through my breakup, then two of my uh, two, I'll say close family members, just to keep their confident, you know, confidentiality went through breakups and divorces around the same time. And it was so painful for me to watch them go through that, knowing, you know, there's only so much I could do. Uh, even as a therapist, I felt so helpless. So I wanted to help um, my family members, a friend was going through it. And I was finally at that point, I was like, all right, I'm doing this, I'm putting together, you know, like this program. Um, and then actually finally, Remy, to answer your question that, uh, I launched last year after unfortunately a friend, um, breakup, which I know you had an episode on. We did. Um, yeah. I, and those uh, are tough. Those are really tough. <laughs> really related to that. So, um, I 
turned my pain into power, I guess, <laughs> as they say. Good for yes. you. That's Good amazing. You. That's the, I mean, that's the only way to do it, right? Because otherwise yeah. you are- That's what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's what I can bring to clients as well as I've been there. I'm not, and I especially believe this as a therapist, I would never ask you to do something or do work that I haven't already done myself or tried. I feel that I'm a fraud or a phony if I'm not doing the personal work myself that I'm asking my clients to do so. I've been on the bathroom floor. <laughs> I've been on the kitchen floor, my sister's kitchen floor, but um, I've been there. And yeah. um, you know, I can have that true empathy for people. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I certainly feel like it's something that almost, I mean, everybody has gone through some form of a breakup in their life. So as you said, either yeah. a friend breakup, a job breakup, um, a relationship. So any form of relationship. So I feel like the tips that you would be offering or things that you're offering in the breakup coaching can kind of span across the board for any of those types of situations. Absolutely. I would say they're actually applicable to any trauma. Um, so that's why I say this isn't just about your breakup working with me or going through my program changes how you approach your life. So, you know, if you lose a loved one, if you, if you lose a job, if you go through a breakup or any sort of what I call a rupture, um, I like these, that. Skills, these skills kind of like all apply. I like to it say that sense. I'm bringing people from rupture to rapture. That oh, makes a lot of sense. I love that. On the marketing side, way to go. That's <laughs> I know. Like I'm sitting here with all your phrases and i'm like these are these are great breakup shake up yeah i don't look at me like i'm in a relationship now we're kind of like let's break up so i can be a part of this it sounds wait i have to pause real quick i'm sorry jamie that's the first time on our show that oh, yeah. Remy has admitted that he is dating somebody and in a relationship so yay oh, <laughs> we haven't been able to say it out loud yet but we love her very much yeah she's really cool we've been out like you know what is couple it? Of times, double, like, what is double, double dated yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. A couple of times. And she's really, really We're cool. big fans. Yeah. So. Yes. Sorry. We just, we've been wanting to see good. it and we've almost Sorry, slept and said it the out. last couple of episodes and we haven't. So yeah. very no, I totally, I get it. I, like I said, I feel like I know you guys. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for you, Remy. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jamie. But actually what you just said brings up another question, right? So Ryan and Emily and I started this podcast, as you know, uh, because we were three friends that decided to put together. Well, we're three people that know each other, have a good history and decided to put this together. But essentially, we're talking about it from a non-professional point of view. Yeah. You are a professional. How much of what you listened to from our previous episodes do you think it was actually like sound or is there anything that you would say like you were listening to it? You're like, oh man, that was terrible advice. Or did you hear something? You're like, you know what? I'm going to use that at the 911 thing. Like, <laughs> Yes. No, there, there's nothing that I have heard that, um, that I disagreed with it or I thought was bad advice. In fact, I was really um, humbled and inspired by your openness and by your story. And um, I think that is what your listeners are really going to connect with. Um, so I have really appreciated the level of honesty. And I think, you know, everybody's different. So different advice is going to uh, um, apply to different people. And I was listening to an episode, Remy, where I think it was the friend one where, you know, your outlook was changed on something after you guys kind of had like a little conversation about it. You know, do people change? Can you trust them again after mm -hmm. a rupture? Um, and I thought that was just so right, great. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, thank we you. 
we sit here after every show we go we hope we didn't say anything that was completely you know incorrect here for but we do like to remind people we have zero training on any of yeah, this we just this... happened to have <laughs> dated and broken is... up with lots of people so <laughs> yeah what you hear is what you get yeah you know, yeah. Oh yeah keep it up yeah thank you yeah, thank you so every i'm sorry oh, no, as, as you were saying um, before um i brought a question to my head so how dealing with people that go through breakups do you see a change in them after they come through like uh, obviously for the better because that's the idea but do you see them like oh they learned their lesson kind of thing or do you life. see them repeating the same thing over and it's over like, again oh, in their next this guy's not gonna do it again this is gonna do it again you know what i mean like kind of thing yeah. um i do see that i will say if you're coming to me on the breakup coaching side you're probably not the type of person that's going to repeat patterns like knowingly or like in a toxic way. Like, you know what your, what your shit is. And okay. <laughs> yeah. so being right, a therapist, right. that's part of what you deal with in the, in the breakup shakeup or in the program as well is what are those repeated patterns or red flags or the things that you keep. Yeah. I, I tell one of my other friends, you see the red flags. It's not a carnival, like stop going towards the red flags. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal that. No, that's taken. No, for real. <laughs> Yeah. And we do talk about that. Like if someone's coming to me and they're like, yeah, this is like my third breakup this year, you know, let's talk about that. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Say more about that. Um, and one of the most powerful parts of the program or working with me is the, um, what I call life excavations. So we go through all of your relationships, starting with your parents and we look at the patterns and then the way you've attached to different lovers or, you know, um, romantic partners or even friends and, looked at what are the patterns there and what might be informing that. Now as a coach, I can't go too much into the trauma piece of it. Um, but there, you know, there's, I point them in the direction of some great books and some exercises that I have for that. Now, obviously you can't say names or anything, uh, but you deal with a lot of people going, I mean, <clears throat> I mean to say a hundred percent of the people you deal with go through breakups. Yeah. Have you heard, like, like, can you share some of like the crazier breakup stories? Can you share some of like the calmer ones? Like, what stories have you heard? Uh huh. <laughs> I have heard a lot. I don't know that I can share them out of okay. ethical, but I can share some of my own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've definitely heard some stories that would make your hair curl, and. Um, you know, there are some crazy stories. There are some really painful stories, you know, um, uh, but I don't know that I can give too many details without, oh, that's fair. without yeah, checking that's fair. with people first, which that would have been, <laughs> of course, of course. maybe if I come on again, I can, um, <laughs> we would love it. after checking with some folks. <laughs> we would love to have you come on at some point and bring on, you uh, know. I remember um, talking with my therapist and she had said, she's like, I can't actually approach you in public, but now that you've given me permission, I can that's, I, was like, yes. I didn't realize that was how that worked. Yeah, that's exactly right. I actually saw a client in, here in Chicago. I, we passed each other on the path and I felt bad for not saying hello, but she didn't see me. So I can't, I can't go up to people unless they come up to me. I'm happy. I've seen people at like festivals and stuff. And then that's sure. Cool. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So has, has what you're doing changed or did you, did you start what you're doing? I guess you said over the last about five years or so has been okay because I feel like online dating has really yeah. changed everything we luckily skipped that we didn't do that but but online dating has 
definitely changed things for the friends that I'm seeing out there dating. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, Remy's gone through that. And I'm wondering how that affects I met Rachel on online dating. Because I feel like it's almost easier for people to have these fast relationships, quick breakups, ghosting, all of this stuff that's come around. So how does that affect what you do as well? I love that question. I love talking about relationships. So the breakup coaching I do does end up encompassing, um, you know, dating, putting yourself back out there. What does that look like? Um, I'm a Taurus. So I love, love, I love talking about love. I love talking (laughs) about relationships. So the dating thing is actually, uh, it comes up a lot. I met my partner on hinge. So I, you know, I've got all the stories and I have a a lot of experience (laughs) with that, but yeah, ghosting, especially like, that's kind of one of those words that wasn't in our vernacular. Yeah. Um, And now it's like, it's so common. We use it for everything. They made a show of it. (laughs) Yeah. They made a TV show. They made a show of it. Right. um, So that is, I mean, I use the word ghosting when I can't find an object in my house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Magic wand ghosted me. I see. Exactly. Yeah. So that definitely, um, Dating definitely comes up, uh, online dating. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Yeah. It's a whole new world out there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have two younger, two boys that are 26 and 24, turning 25 tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) they're like the the 25 year old is dating a girl and I'm like, Mm. just, you know, like kind of like from, observing if you will and it's like that dude was so different from when I was his age you know and now uh, we've seen too we've seen the 27 year old go through a breakup with an online relationship we've yeah. seen our 13 year old girl go through a relationship this year that she had a breakup with we're seeing like that how different it was too from when we were dating yeah. and yeah. watching them do almost all of it online and so much of it virtually and it's just it's it is it's so crazy. It's different, but for us, it's mind blowing. For them, it's just right. what they do. Their life, that's all they know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's um, like I, a generational thing, too, you know? Yeah. So, what do you, I'm curious if you don't mind my asking, what do you, what comes to mind when you see the differences or, um, you know, what, what comes up when you were talking about your son and how different things are? <laughs> I'm old. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, I think I, the, <laughs> I think the strangest thing is seeing their relationship. Like you can tell what's happening in the relationship by what they post on Instagram. So if you just follow along, like, cause we may not get phone calls from the 25 year old talking about what's going on, but you can tell when they're fighting or you can tell when they're getting along. You can tell when he's had yeah. a breakup. You can tell like you just follow the posts. And I'm like, that's a strange thing to me overall. Yeah. Why, why would um, you say that? Let's, let's check in. Let's yeah. Then we check him. in. We're like, Oh, you better call him. I saw this post on Instagram. Yeah. We know something's going on. Um, and that's not to say that they don't call to like, talk about their life stuff, but they put it online first. It just, it tends to be like that knee jerk reaction. They're always recording. They're always like our 13 year old is always recording. And so we're, we're like, okay, we don't know. Like, we're like, put your phone down, put the phone down and like be in the moment. And so I'm sure like in their relationships as well, like I said, she just had her for, she's in seventh grade, super cute. She had her boyfriend. (laughs) They like held hands. It was a huge deal that they held each other's hands. They didn't have their first kiss. She was hoping, but he broke up with her so he could focus on himself, which we loved. We thought that was like the sweetest thing. Um, her little, we also, we have an 11 year old and he came and he's like, now you can focus on yourself too. It's a good thing. It was like, it's adorable, right? So 
we're, we're kind of like, just, we, we sit here and we're like, oh, it's so sweet, but it's heartbreak for her. Right. And we see like, next thing, you know, there's like 20 of them on a group call or a group chat on discord and all the girls are jumping in to make sure she's okay. And they're all talking her through it. So I think they're also a lot more emotionally aware than we were. Yes. And it's not just the girls, it's the boys too. And that's, I think, a huge, huge component of it because we just weren't, we did not all gather and talk like that and, and help each other through it. So I think that's maybe- I mean, we didn't express part. ourselves. No, yeah. it wasn't normalized. You know, like, I feel like- a... <laughs> But yes, um, I do think that um, the emotional, intellectual, like the, the emotionally intelligence of these kids, the new generation, and Thank again, you. especially for the men, the men, because- my theory personally is for the longest time, men didn't have to try. Women all saw like sex in the city. And we were all like, yes, we can be super empowered. And we're going to go out there and get our men. And so like we went out there and we got our men and we made it really like easier for the men not to have to woo the women. We were wooing the men in the name of empowerment. So I'm super like into feminism. I think it's great. But I think the men stopped trying then. And then for a while, the guys just had it really easy. And now you have this new generation of men that have to learn to date again. Yeah. And have to learn to romance a woman again, because now everybody's kind of a little bit more on this equal footing and everybody is being more empowered. So it's it's different. Do you see anything like that? Do you agree with that? I am. And, you know, it's a little weird being with people that aren't updated in that idea. Like, it's That's a little too, weird yeah. on that, because like my last relationship, she was like uber, like she was like strong in the feminism thing. But the moment that it came to us being equals in the relationship, she's like, no, you take me out on dates. It's not the other way around. And I was like, I, that doesn't work. She also was just not the nice, and we won't name her name, but she was just not a great pick. So, you know, okay, some people just... I mean, yeah, that's not a nice way to say it. If you want to be taken out, there are nicer ways to get that right <laughs> need across. <laughs> but no, I mean, do you see a change? I mean, you definitely, I'm sure, see a change in the dating world overall, even over yeah. just the last couple of years, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely, especially like when I, so God, the first time I tried online dating, it was on the computer only, you know, (laughs) match.com. Then smartphones became, you know, more of a thing. And then you had apps and then it was really just easy and accessible. And, you know, you've got the the swiping and and what's the next best thing and not really um, doubling down and and getting involved and in, and in, you know in in just getting into a relationship because you could just you know swipe easily and get someone the next day. Um, and while I don't work with adolescents or kids, I have uh, teenage stepkids and uh, grown stepkids, um, and I'm seeing the same thing. They're so emotionally intelligent, I think, because we've done a better job about taking the shame out of sharing and airing your dirty laundry. I mean, that was literally a thing that was said in my house growing up. Don't air our dirty laundry. Don't talk about, you know, things just, you know, keep it moving. And um, that's, I think we as Gen X did a better job of raising kids in that way, or I'm sorry, I'm I'm Gen X. Um, But, uh, you know, we still have a long way to go, but I, I, I think, uh, I think it's better this way with, with the, the adolescent, you know, population being more open and, um, uh, there's like the shame is out of it. There's less shame. Yeah. 
I hope that's at least what I'm seeing. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think we're seeing the same thing though with the kids, you know, definitely less shame around it and They're more open, way more open yeah. and actually like really just vocal in general, like getting out there and doing their YouTube videos and talking about it on TikTok and talking about it and putting it out there for other kids. So I do. I love that side of it very much. Mm-hmm. I love that too. I love, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I love TikTok. I know that it's been really problematic and there's some stuff out there that's even some like therapists out there with some channels that are questionable. But I think for the most part, it's done some really great things for mental health um, and for kids. Yeah. I actually agree with you. I mean, not to, not to turn the conversation to this, but on the mental health side, I think it's a lot it's a lot safer. It's a lot better than Instagram and some of the other channels where I think if people are more vulnerable on TikTok, they're a little more authentic about things and the content that's being put out is a little more on the positive side of the mental health spectrum. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've appreciated that about the platform. This There's some the things platform. I don't love about it, but I do like that. Yeah, part, right. So. Exactly. Yeah. You get more context with TikTok, you get more context than you do with like an Instagram. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we do have to ask everybody who comes on the show. Yes. Want to know about your best breakup ever. Do you have an ex that you're still friends with? Do you have like, what was, what's your best breakup? Yeah. Okay. So I had a feeling you would ask this question. So I tried to prepare for it. Um, I don't have an answer because I don't have a best breakup. You know, I think what the three of you have is very rare and um, you probably know this. I'm sure people say that to you all the time. Um, I I have some exes that I, you know, I wouldn't like spit in their face if I saw them, but we, we don't, you know, keep a, a friendly relationship. Um, they've all been pretty painful and pretty like, oh, we're going to go our separate ways. You know, it doesn't work for sure. each other's lives. That's that. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, then what's the worst breakup ever? <laughs> you knew that's coming. <laughs> I feel like you saw that question coming. <laughs> I did. And I tried to think, um, I've got a couple, um, one would be my very first breakup, my little 16 year old broken heart, who, you know, that sort of set the template for the rest of, you know, my life. Um, he broke up with me by leaving a note in my car. No, what? not the note breakup. Yeah, That's terrible. And, and, you know, we are friends, you know, now and our families are friendly, but um, I was so in love and he was, you know, it was my first, first boyfriend. And um, I, you got to drive your car senior year in high school. So I drove my car that day and um I get out to my car and I see a note of my friend seat and thought oh he left me a love note oh it was this big long note saying like you know I'm breaking up with you don't try to contact me which there were no cell phones in the 90s so I wasn't about (laughs) (laughs) to do that um but oh my gosh I was just you mean don't beep you you mean don't beep you right back in the night <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did have a pager that's true but um that was probably the worst you know in the beat like as far as like young being younger that was yeah. pretty awful the 16 year old heartbreaks are hard yeah those really yeah. are well like when daniela and, and her yes anyways when she went <laughs> when she broke up with with him or whatever he oh. broke up with her it's like i was like oh, oh where's oh this i guy? know dad where is yeah that? That's, oh, yeah. that's how my dad was. I mean, I think I cried on his lap, you know, even as a 17 year old, mm-hmm. he was just like, I'm going to, where is he? Um, it's, but no. It's funny. Cause I could totally see Ryan like, Oh, it's okay that you got broken up with. Yes. It's yeah. okay. 
it's fine. I mean, I'm but sure I'm there's like, a sliver of him that's like, when she is 30, she can try it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to watch your kids go through heartbreak or any, you know, yeah. any sad thing. Um, it's difficult because you you think you know better or you want to keep them from what you know they're heading toward, but part of parenting exactly. is so that urge much. and being there to hold them and, you know, take take care when they when they need you it's true i was just watching there's a show called heartstopper on netflix okay and it's um it's a set in high school there's it's these it's a boy who has come out of the closet already so he's he's gay there's a transsexual character who has come out of the closet already but there's another boy who goes to the school who starts having feelings for the boy who has already come out and he realizes he's bisexual and are they going to have this relationship or not? And they're dealing with what other people are thinking about it and all of this stuff, right? And in it, there's also breakups. It's relationships and there's breakups that occur in it. So I'm watching it with my 13-year-old and she's like, all of her friends have seen this show and they've been talking about it. So we sit down to watch it. And the whole show, I just keep saying, you see, if they had talked to their parents, they could have gotten some really good advice here. So they just, they keep talking to each other, which is good, but you know, at 41, I know what I'm talking about. So if you have these issues, you can talk to us about them. And I'm just like trying to like, like, I'm like, we're not as uncool as you think that we are. And we yeah, really right. do know <laughs> stuff. Cause I know back in the day, like you say, like your parents watch you go through it, but you don't really think they know any better. So of course they've never been through a heartbreak and they have no clue which, you know? And so, they were yeah. Born. I mean, like, I think that married. it's that combination of cool. Yeah, you know, I think it's that understanding of like, oh, I don't think my parents are cool. Therefore, they haven't experienced anything. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's like saying that it's pointing out that like, hey, my level of coolness does not impact what I do and don't know. That's right. so true. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all about being cool, you know, or. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. It's, you know, exactly. It's yeah. like generational. <laughs> <laughs> Third word of the day today. Yes, no, it <laughs> and this is the, the shrink and the breakup coach in me, even though they don't want to hear it, try to have those conversations anyway and be as vulnerable and raw as appropriate. Share as many details, you know, that make sense. I was just FaceTiming with my stepdaughter recently to going over some um, love drama of hers. And, um, you know, I always try to be really honest about, oh, I remember what that felt like. That love is real. You know, that, that, that matters. Yeah. And that's, I think probably key to what you do is well, like all love matters. All relationships are real. It doesn't matter if it was a week or five years, you know, like it matters. And that grief is real when it ends. And so, and that's key. Like we've been talking about that a lot on here too. The grief is grief. It, it really does feel like just when you lose somebody, when they pass away, when you break up with somebody, that's a mini death, you know, it's a death of that relationship. So it, you have those same types of feelings with it. A hundred percent. I mean, grief is grief. Um, the science of grief says that our brains all have, we make a kind of map of our loved ones. Hmm. So you, Ryan, know in your mind, for example, you have a sort of map of where all your loved ones are. So when we lose them, that's why it's so painful because our brain is like, wait, wait a minute, where is that person? So we're wired evolutionarily to look for them. Um, that's really neat. On an evolutionary level, when we were living in collectivist society as sort of cavemen, we needed each other to survive. Well, there's a part of our brain that hasn't ever evolved from that. So we still do that. So the breakup part of the breakup process is rewiring your brain. You're literally trying to sort of remapping your world. 
That's really wow. cool. I never thought of that. Yeah. That's really and awesome. You're right. Like you're remapping your world because everything, I mean, I will say like for us, like my world re- and I, that is... as a feminist, you hate to say, right. But like my world revolves around, right. Like we are, we're two halves of a whole at this point, you know? So for sure that we remapping your world of things. That is so yeah. much. But you know, I, I think for thought, the yeah. difference, yeah. I think the difference in like the feminist in you versus not is that it's not because he's a man. Right. That's yeah. And exactly. that's the point that people I think have to realize that I want this person in my life because of who they are, exactly. regardless of, you know, how much of a man, woman they might be. Right. It's who he is to you. No, of course. Of course. Right. I just always, I always laugh when I'm like, I jokingly say, I'm like, I'm so codependent and I don't, you know, like, I'm like, it just, mm-hmm. but it's, it's mm-hmm. true. You go from being so completely independent in life and doing everything for yourself and on your own. And then you're just like, oh, there's somebody else to help. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's always an exciting thing too. Yeah. Um, so, all right. I know we're coming up on time. Yes. Coming up to our half an hour mark already. So we have our five questions or questions that we ask for every, it's grown five. from five. Yeah. No, it's actually, I think more than five now, but we have our questions that we ask everybody. So quick fire, whatever your first thoughts are on this. But our first question of course is, have you ever- And they don't this? always have to be- honest like they don't have to be from experience if you think of like a random answer that's also okay okay great all right have you ever ghosted someone i have come close uh there was a guy who showed up (laughs) showed up to a date so stoned he couldn't talk (laughs) at that point i pretended i got a call from my mom and just left (laughs) love it I think he's still waiting for you. Yeah, but actually later my my conscience made me, I texted him and said, you you know, I don't, sorry. Had to go by. So that wasn't a true, it was a a half ghost. Yeah. It was was a a courteous ghosting. Yeah. That's as close as as I've gotten. It was a ghost with some light haunting. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Worst place you've been broken up with or worst place to break up with someone? So I'm going to go ahead and say that letter was pretty bad. Leave, you know, breaking up with someone. <laughs> yep. That's I know. Sure. And uh, yes. you know, like uh, Carrie Bradshaw saying, <laughs> it was a post-it. A post-it. Yeah. That's what I thought of when you said the note right. in the car. I'm like a post-it asking all the friends. Is it okay to leave a post-it? Yeah. It's, if it's a point of <laughs> reference on TV, then it's very <laughs> yeah. What is your breakup comfort food? It's ice cream. Nice. I'm a sweet person. Sure. And in Jerry's or what kind of ice cream? <laughs> oh, so I always say um, anything vanilla with stuff in it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. You custom so, make it? Do you like make it custom somewhere? Do you like buy it and already like a particular one at the store? I will buy. I'll do a. I'll do a cookie dough. I'll do like okay. uh, you know stuff like that. Shut up. Nice. We have a friend who every time she gets broken up with has to go to Cold Stone and make a specific yeah. mix of her ice cream. Right. So, so yeah. we go sometimes. We go. Yeah. It's like a personalized like, breakup mix. They should market it. They should yeah. market it, right? Yeah. Like they're the for real. Up for real. Cold, yes, right? absolutely. Um, do you have a go-to breakup movie? Something you turn to when you're upset over a breakup? I don't have a movie. I do have a song that I don't have a movie. Okay. What's your song? TV show? I'm not a rewatcher um, okay. of anything. Um, I don't have like, I don't let <laughs> have like comfort shows. Okay. Um, All right. That's fair. Yeah. But you said you have a song. So 
Do you have a song? Uh huh. I have a lot of songs. No, no, no. What song do you play on repeat? <laughs> um, I would. I used to play a lot. I mean, I, th- thank goodness I haven't had been brokenhearted in a while. But I would always play Richard and Linda Thompson's "Walking on a Wire." Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good okay. one. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah. that Wait, one or that... that one or Kate Bush's "This Woman's Work." <laughs> that's a good one. Too. Yep. Yeah. Totally. All right, so what it was what is the weirdest deal breaker you have? I would love to have this conversation offline. Which <laughs> I'm not safe for work and not safe for um, my mother's ears deal breaker. Understood, understood. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, hmm. Anything I, that would make you like crawl out of a bathroom window on a date? Oh, crawl out of a bathroom. Or besides showing up too high, right? That's well, I mean, that was a good one. Um, okay, I will say this one, this one, I have mended my ways, but I'll be vulnerable in the, you know, spirit of vulnerability. I used to have a breakup, a, um, a rule that I, I'm so sorry, Remy and Ryan, if you like cats, I used to have a thing about men with cats. Okay. <laughs> I have come to see the error of my ways. It was just based on a very, uh, a track record of some bad experiences with that. So, you know, sure. yeah, let's just cut those out. We'll just stick with dog people, but I have now amended. You, know, you got guy. two dog guys here, so yeah, you're okay. You're safe. Guys. You're safe. <laughs> um, and the final question we really do ask for everybody: Are there any exes that you want to shout out or cryptically bitch out on our show today? I, I'm good. I don't. I don't need to. <laughs> nope. 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 Peace to the world. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in that awesome, on awesome. that note, then Jamie, thank you so much for being here with us today. This yeah. was awesome. Thank you so much, and Remy, I hope you feel better. Oh, thank you, thank you. Which now makes me feel really bad that I have to say this next line, Jamie. It's it's not it's us. Uh, so we gotta go. <laughs> awesome. And tonight we're breaking up. So have a good night. Jamie, we'll see you on our next it. show. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.